Pittsburgh Steeler fans, welcome back to another episode of Steeler Stat Geek. This is editor of Behind oh. the Steel Curtain. No, I almost screwed it up again. Oh. This is editor of Behind the Steel Curtain, Dave Schofield, coming at you with his brother, Big Brosco, who just joined Twitter today. How are you doing there, Tweet Master Big Brosco? Tweet Master. Yeah, whatever. Um <laughs> I just decided it was time to, you know, grow up and, yeah, be a big kid and join the real world, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Join, join the Twitterverse. So what was really nice was I was able to actually at you um, through Behind the Steel Curtain mm-hmm. saying that this show was going to be taking place. That was pretty fun. So, and I was your first follower, in case you didn't realize that, because I, when I... You followed me. I turned around and followed you and saw you had one follower. I'm like, I'm the man. So uh, in case you guys don't realize it, you are. Sure I, know I have a second follower. Oh, you do? All right. Yeah. Uh-oh. It would be one Jefferson Hartman. Oh, yes. <laughs> so now, so you've got Jefferson Hartman following you as well. Oh, that's wonderful. So we are here. We are ready to get geeky with it. Um, I, I seriously just said that. I did. Um NFL has been going crazy. I have been doing so much more than I thought that I would over the last couple of days. It all started with an early morning um, call for uh, an article of the preseason um, of the NFL offering a preseason down of only one game to the players. That article was updated later in the evening that they had made an offer of no preseason games. There is tons of information going on. We have a new member of the Pittsburgh Steelers after they released the member of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. Kind of had a, a, a feeling when, um, when, the when, release, when, when, the when CSW happened. was released that something else was, was happening. Um, it's funny that the designation I think was non-football injury which makes you wonder, um, could he not get here? I think he was already here in the United States because, you know, he was from the international program. Uh, very interesting. But we've got all kinds of news. We've got down to to um, um, down, down to no preseason games was reported. And it, it that came across the, now from the NFL itself that, it, that it's going to be no preseason games. We know this. I know this under the title. And when I said it about stuff going on with the preseason, I'm not just talking games. I'm talking about all the things that go on from the time players report to training camp to when they step on the field for week one. That all was technically the preseason, even if they aren't playing any games. So that's very interesting that, um, that that's what the players asked for. That's what they got. Let's talk about that just in general before we dive into the topic and some of the other uh, news we have here. Rich, do you think it was a wise decision to go all the way to no preseason games? Well, put it this way. I can tell you who's not happy with the fact that we went to no preseason games. Who's not and, happy? Yes. I could think of two groups. But, no, uh, uh, oh. Just no. Only one person matters. Oh. I know you're going to say a group, and I know which group you're going to say, but only one person matters out of mm-hmm. that group. Okay. That was Coach Tomlin. Oh, I was going to say all NFL head coaches. I wasn't yeah. sticking it just to the Steelers. Okay, yes, I, I see what you're saying there. So, yeah. The, I don't the, care I don't care what the other coaches think. Well, well, because it all comes from him. That's right. To, to just yeah. say coaches and front office staff and everyone trying to shape the team, that's not good for them. For the For those players who are sitting there, on the fringe of the practice squad or on the fringe of the 53-man roster. This isn't good for them. I honestly had a bit of a proposal of what I thought they should do. I thought they should do the one game because, of anything, the NFL needed practice going through their procedures on game day to make sure they were ready for week one. I like that idea. I I also like the idea of teams only being allowed to bring – 48 players to the game. The teams could make the decision, hey, we're not playing this guy, we're not playing this guy, to specifically target the players that they needed to evaluate and say, we don't want to have more expanded rosters, greater reason for exposure. We're only going to bring these number of players. This is our run-through. This will help us to get some tape on some guys, and everything should be good. The problem with that is 
the they're still working on the procedures of camp and everything leading up to it. And right now it looks like there's, they're only going to have like eight padded practices before week one is what they're doing. So what, that's, that's what I could, So I, I think that was gonna... probably the bigger issue than what it would benefit from theirs. Cause they're trying to spread this out. Lots of testing, lots of, training activities going on to make sure that that players aren't going to be more susceptible to injury. So right. go ahead. Yeah. Well, I worry if we're doing eight padded practices, injuries are going to happen. Yeah. Eight padded practices, no preseason games. Guys are going to end up dinged up. Mm-hmm. So, oh, and by the way, I got to get you here because you, you were called out there, editor, Dave. Yeah. On it. Yeah. I, Dave, I saw that. I saw that title. I can't go back and change that right now, but I can get Brian on that. Um, that I don't know if he's paying attention or not. So well, no, the problem was we were running so late and everything because let's just say this, my phone keeps blowing up. I still have it going off with everything going on in the NFL right now and people trying to contact me. We got to be running a little bit late. So we'll get that fixed for you, Dennis. Don't worry. This It's always a rough copy for whenever we go live. <laughs> But we'll be able to go on and change it. I'm just glad to know that it was your phone blowing up and stuff going on there. You you were talking about being late, and I was and uh, yeah, my wife was saying, "Well, gee whiz, it's not like you know the kids should be tying him up because you know you don't even have all your kids right now. I yeah. have one of your kids. I know. I have. I didn't get to see my daughter today. She's spending some time with my parents, which live up close to you, and of course, she had a chance to go fishing with Uncle Rich tonight. So you got to see my daughter. I did not. I'm jealous. Don't rub it in. Um, <laughs> that's just one of those things. So um, now there's just uh, it. The news is constantly evolving with everything. We've reportedly have two draft picks signed now. Nothing officially announced from the Steelers, but two announced. We had ESPN's Field Yates broke earlier today that Alex Highsmith had signed. And then via his own Instagram, yep. Anthony McFarland Jr. shared a picture of him signing his contract. Both of those articles are up at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com if you would like to go uh, view those. So what do you Not think? Right now, though. Listen to us yeah. first. Yeah. So here with us. Then what do you look. think of that? What do you think of those signings? You know what? Um, good to see. Uh, was real good to see. Uh, especially glad to get Highsmith in, in signed. And um, McFarland too, because I think he's going to get some real opportunities to show where he fits in that running back room this year. So uh, him being signed exactly as we start into camp is important. Same with Highsmith. These are the two guys that I actually expect to potentially see the most out of this year, Mm -hmm. you know, to see the field. Um, So I'm glad they're signed. Yeah, I mean that's you're the, the Claypool's another one, which yeah. which could be someone who could end up uh, seeing some time. I, honestly, I think all these guys might already be signed or have their deals worked out and everything. It's just the formality of them announcing them all. Who you know who's leaked, who hasn't. Um, it just we got to like for example, as people were bringing up the Steelers. We said about that they released uh, Christian Scott Williamson and they signed a new tight end. We had mentioned that earlier, but that news came out last night, but yet the Steelers didn't announce it until today. So um, it's interesting. That was a very big story for us that I asked Michael to, to, to get up for the site because I was so tired of writing articles from yesterday. And uh, But all I have to say is don't get too attached because – it's reported, it hasn't been agreed upon yet, but it's reported that teams might be cutting down to 80 players for their training camp rosters. So that signing could be someone who's turned around and then cut. So it's it, it's interesting. It's just a constantly evolving process. But the fact that the two sides are so close um, tells, tells you that it looks like they're moving forward and going to be able to attempt to play the season. Now, I I saw somebody comment as you know, if every if they're going going through all this extensive testing for everyone and all that, it's going to be it's going to be safer for these players to be on the field when it comes to COVID than it would be them for the, than it would be for them to stopping at gas in their car on the way home, 
because everyone's going to be tested so extensively and everything that uh, it would be very difficult for, for, for it to get through, but you still never know because you never know out there and who can get through and whatnot. The, the best thing is that they do everything possible. So that way they can have the season. So Rich, we're going to dive into this topic of, which has already been changed on, on my screen. I don't know about anyone else's. Um, <laughs> uh, thank you, Dennis. That um, are, are all our predictions for the Steelers for 2020 basically out the window because of all the changes to everything in the preseason. Now, remember, like I said before, the preseason is everything leading up to the season. We're in the preseason because it's a new – I mean, technically we've been in the preseason since March because it's a new league year, but the season hasn't started yet. So with everything that's gone on and no OTAs, no minicamp, that players – like when rookies were reporting, it was just to get a COVID test and to go home. Then they're at home for two days where they have virtual meetings. Then they come back and get tested again. And that's how it's going to work when players report to camp. Is, is everything kind of out the window with what to expect when it comes to week one? When it comes to week one? Okay. We'll have, we'll <laughs> have seen nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Yes. Correct. We'll have seen nothing. So I don't know how easy is going to be to predict what you see. Yeah. Because teams are going to have total control over what comes out of, for the most part, what comes out of their camp. So, you know, every team's going to be headed to the Super Bowl with nobody being able to see whether that's actually the case or not. Yeah. And I mean, I do think in some instances, this helps the Steelers. And in some cases, it's still just an unknown. Because like I mentioned before, there were times where I thought the Steelers could be helped in certain situations, like last year, that they had a more experienced coaching staff on a short week, and that didn't work. Um, that it, it, it's just hard to say. And now when I say throw predictions, I'm not just talking about, oh, well, the overall record or stuff like that. It's just everything that we expect. Like I, I do a stats article leading into the game. You know, crunching the numbers, things to look at that are things, the numbers that you could look at going into the game. What are we going to do this year? Does it matter that the Steelers would be on Monday Night Football and, and their record's there? Does it matter that they're going up a, against a quarterback who's only in a second season? Does it matter? I mean, all these, there's so many unknowns. When Coach Tomlin talks about, we've just got to take care of our business, I feel that this is even so much more true than in years past, meaning that you have to focus so much on what you're doing because you're not going to have, you're not going to have any tape on the giants when it comes to week one. I mean, there's no preseason to look at or anything. You don't know who, who's, who they're going to have personnel wise and who's going to win jobs. And we're not, it's going to be harder for us to know what players are going to, you know, possibly make the team or not. I know I've already done a couple 53 man roster predictions, but the best way to predict there is that the familiar is going to stay, but we're, I mean, we don't know what we really will have no idea. We, us as fans and us as those breaking down the Steelers, we're going to have no tape. We're going to have nothing to go by. So if the coaches see something they really like, we have no, I mean, we'll say why in the world did the Steelers keep so-and-so and cut so-and-so that's what it's going to be. And we're going to have no idea because it's all going to come down to what's going on in practice no it's not okay no uh, you know i think west was already on there saying you know we're gonna ryan switzer is gonna make the team yeah because he's been his buddy and as i guess it was in michael's article earlier today big damn colors is gonna stick around again yep um even though you'd like to see maybe somebody else get a shot yeah it's, it, it, you're not going to see. I have a, a different philosophy on Big Dan McCullers of why he's going to stick around. We, you're, you know, there's always that one or two guys during camp that you hope kind of sticks around and then kind of does at yeah. the end, and that's what we're really going to miss. So, yeah, exactly. I I already put in my article that I did with with some of the news that came out this evening that you would think the Steelers would have a big advantage because they have not much roster turnover from last year. They're not relying on rookies. 
they they're they're relying on limited free agents signings and continuity is going to be key. Now yeah. they also still have questions. You know, Ben Roethlisberger, it's been almost a full year since he's thrown a pass in an NFL game. It's that's going to be something that's a, still a question mark. Now us as fans, we are hopeful based on the few throws that we saw um, posted on social media outlets, but that's, I don't, and I don't know that we would have seen much anyway in a preseason anyway. Even if they had a, right. even if they had all five games, I don't know if we would have seen much, but that's still going to be. A, there's going to be so many question marks. You know, we don't know what to expect of. It's Daniel Jones, right, the quarterback for the Giants. I think his first name's Daniel. Um, you know, Some what do you expect that from that him? I see, that I hope to see get sandwiched between Cam Hayward and TJ yeah. Watt. Is, yeah, is is the Giants? Is their offensive line improved, or is it worse, or is it the same? You know, these are a bunch of things that you could think that you could predict in you know in the past when you're headed. And when I'm not even saying now, I'm saying when we get to four days out of the first game, that this is what you expect. It's just going to be so hard to to really make that call. It is. It's going to be so crazy because even though the Steelers don't play all their starters hardly at all in the preseason, um, depending on the position that we we still feel like I just want to see the team get out there and I'm not sure exactly what they're going to do that first week. I remember last year going to New England. You're like, this team has potential to break out or this team has potential to go, uh, I'm going to be hopeful that they break out. And what they do, they did less than, uh, you know, because there was, and that was unknown after four preseason games and being, you know, and seeing that the t- seeing the teams work out at Heinz Field, and see, and you know, some of the stuff from Friday Night Lights and everything that could be reported and all that, we're just not going to have that this year. So it's it's going to be a huge mystery, a huge mystery. Now, I want to say something about McCullers because this goes back to an article that I wrote. That what's today, Tuesday? It ran today, um, and it was kind of. Um, clearing up the air that I've done on the podcast a lot about, uh, between the 53-man roster, 55-man roster, laid it all out, exactly exactly what it does. But I could see, let's say you have the, let's say the Steelers have the choice for their last defensive lineman to be, I'll say, Dan McCullers or Carlos Davis. Who are they going to put in the 53? They're going to put Dan McCullers. Because Carlos Davis could still be available for you if you can get him on the practice squad. It's a little bit of a gamble, but if you can get him on the practice squad, he's still practicing with you. He's still available, and he can be pulled up the day before a game as one of two players without letting anyone else go. So that's what that would mean. Dan McCullers, no practice squad eligibility. Played in the NFL too long. If he's cut, he is gone. So it might be that not only are the veteran players going to get precedence just because they're familiar, they're also with the new rules. Now, they could adjust all these. The, who knows? They could adjust roster rules because of COVID. They could. I don't know that they will. So until they do, we just assume that they, they're going with what's in the CBA. But that's, that's one reason that I think guys that are out of practice squad eligibility – would have a greater chance to make the 53. Um, I know this would be crazy. Let's say there's some injuries at running back and the Steelers aren't sure between Kareth White and Trey Edmonds, and they really have both of them equal. I'm pretty sure Trey Edmonds is out of practice squad eligibility. Kareth White is not. That could be a determining factor. All kinds of stuff. Um, So that's just one of those things. We don't know how these other – I don't think there's a lot of camp battles for the Steelers, do you? I mean, we know there's right tackle, um, and which still could which still could involve my, Matt, Matt Filer, which could move someone else to left guard. Right. You know, and right. maybe your nose offense, tackle. Your offensive line isn't set yet. Yeah. So, um, I mean, and maybe some depth-wise, it may be wide receiver, maybe some depth at running back, definitely depth at places along the defense. But if you're talking roster battles for depth and not for starters – that's good for the Steelers going yeah, into going into the season with a limited preseason, don't you think? 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. I mean, we we couldn't ask for a whole lot better roster than what we've ended up with um, going into COVID um, with all this. Because you're right. I mean, we know, yeah, we know who's going to start game one in almost every position. There could be a little shuffling going on, depending on how things work out on the offensive line. But that doesn't worry me. Yeah, yeah, we we know. We know who our corners are. We know who our safeties are. We know who our outside linebackers are. We know who our inside linebackers are. Like we know how this is going to set up and go. Yeah. Not every team has that luxury right now. So in some ways we have it easy compared to other squads. Yeah. And um, I, I just glanced over at the live chat to see a couple things of things that are brought up. Uh, Wes wanted to know about he thinks Banner has no shot at the right tackle job. You need to go in and read Kevin Smith's article from today. Um, that's Clefaris is still a punk. For those of you that might know him by that name uh, on the website, he does fantastic breakdown. He did breakdown. He did Matt Filer playing guard pass blocking, Matt Filer playing a guard run blocking. Those were the last mean, few weeks. You mean – Oh, Matt Fowler, a couple weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, a couple weeks ago. Then today yeah, was Dak Banner looking at his blocking, and I'm pretty sure next week he's looking at Jukes. He already did – he showed the things that Banner needs to work on. He showed the things that he did well, and he says he's pulling he's, – that's who he's pulling for to win the job. But he hasn't broken down Jukes yet, so we'll have to wait until next week to see. So that's pretty interesting, and – um Kevin's a pretty successful coach, so I I kind of like to – I, I kind of – when he says something, I pay attention. So um, AJC says punter battle. I think this is what's interesting when it comes to um, the punter. Don't be shocked that the Steelers have to cut their roster down to 80, that the, that the secondary punter is cut. But this is what I would say to him. I'd be like, all right, we don't need – the punter, a, a second punter here for conditioning and getting acclimated to how things work and how, what are, you know, getting the playbook and all that. You just need to kick, you need to kick and you need to hold up the football for, for the, for the place kicker to kick. Why don't you, we're, I said, because we're limited on spots, we're going to let you go. If someone else, if you, if you get an opportunity somewhere else, we totally understand. But when we get to actual practices, even if it's just in helmets, there's going to be a, a point where we know someone's not going to be part of this team. We'll bring you back then when you actually have a chance to kick a football and not just sit in a meeting all day or just lift weights or train and, or, you know, all those, all those various different things they would do to train. Right. Do you need an extra punter through that part? Or do you need an extra punter when you're actually on the field doing stuff? That's what I, that's, honestly, they might not do that at all, but if it was me, that's what I would consider. So um, just some things to bring up. Um, how about the defense? Do you think do you, we, we have a lot of predictions that we've done with this defense. We've talked about the number of sacks. We've talked about the turnovers. We've talked about individual statistics. We talked about points given up. How do you think predictions of how this defense will work without there being any preseason will affect them, especially, especially towards the beginning of the year, like the first four games or so? I think you got enough continuity that I'm not that worried about it. I actually think it might work out better for them because I think it's the offenses that are going to struggle more, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, they, they might not have the most complex defenses to start. So, but then again, I don't think it's going to be the most complex offenses to start the season. So, if they could stay just a little bit ahead of the curve, I think that could work out really well for the defense. I think, I think. The Steelers' defense could possibly benefit more from from opposing offenses not getting as much chance to work. Yeah, especially because you look, at, we have a we have a lot of guys on our on our defense. I mean, yeah, we rely on scheme some, but we have a lot of guys that can win just one on one battles. And I think that's what you're going to see 
or need more of at the very beginning of the season until everybody gets their feet under them, yeah. you know? Yeah. There, there's going to come times in games where it's just you line up helmet on helmet and who wins. And I think defensively we got a lot of guys that can win a lot of those one-on-one battles, you know. Um, I I trust Joe Hayden and Steven Nelson out there covering wide receivers when you got a guy like Minka Fitzpatrick backing them up on the back end. And you – know, it's who's who doesn't get enough credit for his communication. It's, it's really Terrell Edmonds that yeah, really helps make sure everyone's on the same page. Even if he doesn't have the skills, he at least seems like he has the smarts and the communication ability, which does mean a lot. I mean, that's reportedly that he's the one who does a lot of the communicating. I've heard that from multiple sources. So um, honestly, when I stop and think about it, having those four guys back in our secondary without any turnover there, yeah, you know, with no, yeah. No change on that back end and the way they had gotten to know each other and how they played and, and communicated at the end of the year. That's going to really help. That's huge. I mean, the only thing they're missing is nose tackle. I mean, and they're getting to it back at defensive tackle. So it looks like, you know, Alu Alu slides down to nose. That's the change. I mean, that's really it for the defense. That's, I mean, that's just, that's great. So everything else you're talking about is reserve roles. You're talking about UG3. You're talking about Highsmith and Ola and Tuzar. You're talking about, you know, Chris Wormley. All these guys are, are anticipated reserve guys. So I think the defense does a lot. Lance Williams brought up a good question that I'm going to ask you, and then I'll give my opinion then. He says, does no preseason stop the move of Filer to left guard? <laughs> No preseason in itself, I don't think, stops the move. Mm-hmm. I think what it does is it potentially shortens the amount of time co- that the coaches are going to look at it. Yeah. They have, they're they going to have to make a decision much they're gonna sooner. Have to make a de- yeah, right. Uh, they're going to have to make a decision. They're not going to be able to draw it out, and they're not going to have games to work it off of. Mm-hmm. Um so, you know, to me, there, Lance, it's not so much that the, the preseason stops the move, but the not having the preseason, you know, Banner or Chooks is going to have to come in there and grab that bull by the horns and go hard and show from the very beginning that they want it because the coaches aren't going to let it go too long, um, especially if they see somebody like, you know, Wisniewski playing really well and just be like, hey, Filer, you're you're sliding back out. We're going to go with this. It's our best lie. Yeah. I've said it many times. I think the move of Matt Filer, remember, it's also a move back because he was a guard before he was a tackle. And, you know, he was a tackle in college and he was a guard when he first came in the NFL. And then, you know, all these, all these different things. I think it has less to do with Filer and more to do with everybody else. I've yeah. said it before. That's really what I think. And now I think with no preseason, I think it more I think it'll solidify it into the season probably more because the battle at right tackle between Chooks and Banner are two guys that have been with the Steelers for two years. And the battle at guard without Filer is between yes, a veteran, but not a guy that's been that's been a full season starter recently in Wisniewski, but he does know what he's doing, and a rookie. So if you think about the safer bet, the safer bet is going to be to go with who this, the team is more familiar with, which would be Filer at guard and one of the other guys at tackle. But it doesn't mean that they will. It does, it's still going to have a chance to play out in camp. Now, now Lance is saying he wouldn't make the move with, without preseason game. And my question to Lance, Lance, why? Yeah. You're saying, you know, a veteran guy was Newski or whatever and moving Filer back out. Well, technically, you know, Banner and Chooks have been in the league for a while too. Yeah. What's you know, yeah. there's really no difference. Actually, Dave, I think your argument makes better sense, Dave. The fact mm-hmm. that the two guys you have fighting for that tackle position and or at least guys have been yeah. with the club. And honestly, if the Steelers had any qualms with moving Filer to guard, they wouldn't have done it to go against Aaron Donald. You know, obviously they have no problem doing that. They don't see that as a big deal specifically for Filer. Right. That so that's the body of work you're going on. That's the precedent that they've set. You know, they're like with no preseason games, why move him? He played the entire preseason last year, guard for the most part. 
he won the right tackle job before week one, basically. And then they needed him at guard because they had more tackles, and not enough guards. So he got the work and, you know, he, he knows what he's doing. I don't think, I don't, like I said, I think no preseason game actually builds the case to have him be guard and one of the more familiar guys um, at tackle. So, Maybe, but, but honestly, when, <sighs> when push comes to sh- shove, Fowler's going to be on the line. He's going to be in good shape. Really, it comes down to the other three. It comes down to yeah. Wisniewski, mm-hmm. Chooks, and Banner. And like, I'm not even – normally I would have thrown Dotson into that, but you can't do that this year. You can't, I, you know, you can't do that this year. And really, it comes down to kind of like what we said, Dave. You look at the three. Who steps up and shows that they got to be the guy that you can't keep off the line? If one of them yeah. steps up and shows that he's the guy that you can't yes. keep off the line, then he's the guy that you put on the line and Filer goes to whichever spot. Which is makes why Filer played when Marcus Gilbert got injured. Because Filer, even though he was a guard at the time, showed he was the guy that you can't keep off the field. If, right. You know, that he was he was the sixth best guy. Didn't matter which position it was. So that's why they put him at tackle because that's how it works. So that's, that's pretty, that, that's a pretty good point there, but it's a lot of different things. Cause we usually run a training camp confidential that we do at behind the steel curtain, where we just give like a, a, a blitz of articles when training camp kicks off um, to just get ramped up for the season. Kind of waiting to see when to do that because even though the players, you know, report a week from today, they're not actually going to be doing anything on the field for a while. I hear, let me quote the tweet. Um, this is from Albert Breer, who I'm pretty sure um, he's at, um, he's like an NBC guy for various different things, um, sports reporter. He says, um, the rough post, uh, post-testing timeline for NFLPA that they gave the players tonight. So in other words, after they get through the testing phases, making sure everyone's good and test is, tests um, um, the, that they aren't, you know, don't get any positive COVID tests, August 3rd through the 14th would be an acclimation period of strength and conditioning. So that's what, um, 12 days. August 15th is practice ramp up begins First with just helmets, then shells. When they mean by shells, that means that means shoulder pads, but you're not going full gear. Then late August, early September, eight padded practices prior to week one. This is still being negotiated, but as of right now, that's the rough timeline that they're looking at, and that could be tweaked some. So it's it's interesting. That so it it, it comes down to I mean, if you're talking eight padded practices, and of course you want to, you're not going to run those eight days in a row. You're talking about with this, let's see, it's Thursday the 10th is the Thursday night game. So the Steelers are playing on, that was what, Monday the 14th? You're seriously talking about not the Steelers not being in pads for full pad, for full padded practices until the 1st of September. I don't know when to do our training camp confidential because it's kind of not, it's kind of tough to get excited for players showing up to take tests and going home and having virtual meetings. So uh, we might have to hold that off, but it's just going to make everything crazy, everything different, but it's even across the entire NFL. So it is what it is. It's going to make it's go- Vegas is going to have a hard time. How do you set point spreads for week one? You know, other than just based on last year's performances, how do you set over unders for week one where you really don't know what's going to go out there? I think they'll set them lower, thinking there might be less points scored because of they're not doing so. There, it's not just Steeler predictions. Based on what Lance was saying earlier, he's going to go drop all his money on the team with the best quarterback in each matchup. That's going to be that's what he's. I mean, honestly, I mean, you can't take the defense out of it, but that's. I wouldn't say best. I would say most experienced or even better. The quarterback that has the most experience with his players. Cause I, I don't know how's Phillip Rivers going to do in, in yeah. Indy. Uh, that's the first how's, one. I say it's like, how's TB 12 going to do in Tampa? I probably expect a little bit more from him. Cause just 
What's the whole aura what's, around it? What's, what's Cam Newton going to do with that team up north? Yeah. You know, it's so these are still veteran guys, but when they're joining new teams, that's gets a little bit tricky as well. There's there's a lot of questions, you know, and people would say the same thing about Ren Ben, Ren Buffelsberger. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. He missed he missed all but six quarters of the last season. So does that put the Steelers at a disadvantage? And we can't answer that question until they actually you I have a feeling you and I'll be texting on Monday night um when when the Steelers are at the Meadowlands in front of no fans, because that's already been announced that New Jersey's not having fans. Yeah. Um that will be like, wow, this is great, or oh my goodness, this is so tough to watch. You know, we don't know what to expect. We really don't. I mean we didn't know what to expect last last year in week one, and we were kind of disappointed. I'm still optimistic. I know what I expect. What do I you know expect? What I expect from the Steelers in week one? A W. Oh, I thought you were going to say pain. <laughs> no, a w. I mean, what I expect. Yeah. I don't care how we get there. Yeah. Get get the W. Doesn't have to be pretty. You know, let. The big thing is let that defense do its thing. If the defense shows up and is playing great, then that's on. Lance has a really good point with the quarterback. I would look at quarterback and defenses. That's just me. Um, or you could you could look at do you have a good running back with a good offensive line, and you're going to just rely on the run game. You know, it, it's 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 still we're still going to make our predictions. But man, is it going to be tough? So I don't think the predictions are out the window. You're just going to have to constantly be taking into account what's going on. Do you, you, do you think that sounds good? Yeah, and you're going to and you're going to be doing a lot of read. You know, you're going to see stories out on things, and you're going to you know you're going to be listening to the radio, following BTSE, and the stories coming out here, stories coming out about other teams elsewhere, and try to put stuff together. But the thing you're not going to get to do is lay eyes on anything. Yeah. That's what makes it difficult. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's, I watch it every snap. I knew our defense was improved last year after sitting in our second preseason game at home against Kansas City. I was there with my wife. I was there for I was excited. Game. I was excited about the defense because I just saw. I, I saw more going on. Yeah. Like now uh, that's a good question. You saw more going on, but you were there against Seattle. Did you correct. see how important that one missing piece was? Oh my gosh. Yes. You know, you could see that it was way improved, but you're like, it's, it was right on the cusp, but we and, also got hosed that game too. Well, that's true too. But I mean, but you, but you could see a difference in the defense. You could see that the defense had really made steps really made some strides, but then you saw the difference after that, after that trade. I knew through the preseason, you knew that the defense was much improved, but you knew that they were still susceptible, than, more susceptible than they should be to the big play. And that's what mm -hmm. disappeared by week three. Yep. All right, I'm going to ask you for something. Before we dive into questions, I'm going to ask you something crazy. And we might see some craziness in response to this in, in the live chat. If everything's out the window, if everything's out the window for, for week one, which I don't think it is, let's do what's a crazy prediction for week one? Not just the win or anything, just any kind of crazy stats, numbers, prediction that you want to throw out there for week one. We'll put it out here now at the in the mid, well, I don't know. What are we, about two-thirds of the way through July? Yep. Yeah. Um, at the two-thirds mark of July to say, hey, we are – we're almost – I'd say, it, what is it, eight weeks from yesterday, I think, yep. is 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 oh, is, this, is the Monday Night Football. Yep. Crazy number prediction. Yeah, I have one. I have one, you need too. A minute, you got one. I'm, 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 if you take mine, it's okay. I've already got mine locked in. You ready? Yep. Go. All right. Mine. Okay. Ready? Game number one. Steelers score two defensive touchdowns. Oh, that's a good one. I like it. I like it. Here's mine. You ready? I'm going for it. Okay. Granted, they're going up against Saquon Barkley. 
but I also don't know that I trust the rest of the Giants offense. I think that's what they have to the Steelers have to focus on. I thought and I Saquon think, Barkley was their offense. Well, that that's true. Um if the Steelers can get up, I can see this game playing out crazy if they have to if the Giants have to try to pass. I'm gonna get this one's crazy. This one's this one is absolutely insane. Right, spit it out already. You ready? The Steelers have more sacks than points surrenders. They will they will have more sacks of the quarterback than points that they give up on defense in week one. Oh, that would actually be pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, five sacks and three points. Yeah. Go um, for it. I'm thinking more eight sacks, six points, something like that. Whatever. It doesn't matter to me. Just the way that I think the defense is going to have to go. I'm going out of a limb. I know it's crazy. I know there's a very small possibility. I'd take that. You know, if you gave me 20 to one odds on that, I'd definitely take that bet because it would take something like that. But I just said, let's throw something out insane. You say two defensive touchdowns. My insane stat is more sacks than points surrendered by the defense. Because if the offense gives up points, I'm not going to count that. So there we go. I think we're getting some predict some, um, some per, uh, <laughs> some per predictions. This, here. Is, got to, this is bad, I, right? I, I, I've, I've got to go back. Bad. Is this that's got to be because it's not you or me typing it's, it. So it's that's not you be, and it's not me. That's got to be bad. He's got to be logged in right really? now under BTSC. That's, that's quite a bold prediction. Um, for those of you that didn't know because of, on podcast form is that his bold prediction was Ryan Switzer, four touchdowns. Um, so let's see. Um, Dennis says we actually will play a game. That's a pretty bold prediction. Um, Kelvin Colbert says Connor rushes for 200 yards. That's a very That's a very crazy stat prediction. Uh, Wes, he had said this earlier, which gave me this idea, 213 yards for Ben and 221 for Connor. Cause he had said, he thought that Connor would rush for more than Ben throws and two TD for Connor Lance. I like this one. The bungles win in week one. <laughs> That's a very bold prediction. Bold prediction. Um, uh, <laughs> will, 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 uh, will little hands be the quarterback. <laughs> I mean, they got rid of Dalton. What else are they going to do? Um, Kathy yeah. Ford says, Third and fifth storms the locker room, begging to let. To let nice. <laughs> nice, Kathy coming through. That was a good one. Uh, uh, asking to come out of his retirement. Okay. Um. Here's I can't even say the name. Portna Quinba. I'll say I don't know. Um. Says this isn't crazy. Half the Giants have coronavirus and there'll be no game. I don't want to go oh, there. Um, here was a crazy thing. I think for, I think this is for the season and not just week one by Ron Reed. That'd be crazy for week one. Um, bum, bud, the former dud gets 16 sacks. Okay. Um, Steelers, Pittsburgh, Juju has 180 yards receiving. That's the crazy prediction there. These are great. Keep them. This is all right. Yeah. Um, here we go. Ron O'Toole says Switzer has two touchdowns and 70 yards receiving. Or uh, did he mean something that is actually possible? <laughs> you know, that's why Bad kind of stole that one later. Okay. Um, here's a crazy prediction. Thaddeus says Mason Rudolph has two touchdowns and 200 plus yards passing. I don't know if he, you'll have to ask him. Um, you're going to have to ask him if he means that. Maybe this the game's so far out of hand, Rudolph comes in late and gets all these yards. Well, if he had if the game's out of hand, he's not gonna be throwing, or what he thinks that would make that happen. Okay. Um Ryan Kellerman says Steelers nine sacks. That's good. Kathy doesn't doesn't want Lance to be right about the Bungles winning. So uh Ryan O'Toole says three sacks by TJ. Honestly, I don't think that's that crazy. Do you think that's that crazy? No, that's not that that's not that no. bold. No. But it's all right. Of course, we already brought up bad Ryan Switzer's four TDs. Um, we did the one with Ron Reed. Um, <laughs> Kathy has a good point. She says, somebody write these down. Somebody write these down. We'll see who gets it right. Um, bad, you're out on. there. Screenshot some of these. Yeah. <laughs> um, George Teston says, first three games will be won by Boswell. Hmm, I don't know if I want those first three games, especially that first one to be all that close. But you know, sometimes you do. I do forget the Saquon Barkley factor. Um, so I'm just trying. Some are people that have already put some out there and are saying other things. So I'm trying to get people that were being from um, that were being, you know, th their first ones. This is a good point, Russ. 
Giants are probably happy with no fans because they know Steelers Nation would have taken the stadium over. I knew people that were said they were going to that game. I know people here in the live chat and yep. other other people from BTSC um, regulars that said that they were going to that game. Um, I'll, I'll take this one, Lance. It's not. I mean, it's, this isn't outlandish. But he says Ben throws it less than twenty five times. If Ben can, that's that's not good that, news that, for that the Steelers. News. <laughs> if if Ben went, you know, seventeen of twenty one for. I don't know, 220, 230, and a touchdown, and we rush for another 150 yards. What I, yeah, I'm happy. Mm-hmm. So, um, all right, I got to put this one up because it okay. kind of stole my thunder a little bit because I almost no, got this bold. West says 45-10, Minka has two pick sixes. When I said I the s- defense scored two touchdowns, I almost said Minka. Yep. Yeah, Minka. But uh, I saw Wes earlier and said 45 to 10. Um, AJC says Ebron gets his first touchdown as a Steeler. I'll add that in there because we know that that's what he meant. So, I, want, I want this one. Oh, did we both click the same one at the <laughs> I same want this time? One. I want yes. This one. No, I don't know. They say Zach Banner catches a pass, but that means that he's not the starting right tackle. That right. would be the that, that's actually the biggest factor in that is is he the jumbo tight end? Or is he the starting right tackle? We don't know. And it's going to be so hard to figure that out with no preseason games. Um, Because if I was Mike Tomlin, I wouldn't share that information. Um, Okay, Ryan says, okay, how about four sacks by TJ? Is that bold enough now? He's getting there. Now we're getting up there pushing. If you push it it to four and a half, I don't know. I'll definitely give you that. I like Ryan Kellerman said, Devin Bush, 15 tackles. Yeah, that's – I mean – that would be her putting the how many on Saquon Barkley. How yeah, how many tackles? No, and here's the key. I'd love Devin Bush with that many tackles, but they they got to be short tackles. I don't want him making tackles eight yards down the field. Um, how many tackles did Ryan Shazier have in that home opener against San Francisco? It was was that was that in 2016? I'm pretty sure that was my first game sitting in my season tickets. Um, it was a home opener. I went with my dad, and Shazier was all over the place, got dinged up with a stinger at the end of the game and missed the next couple games. He had like 17 tackles, if I remember properly. I don't remember the exact number. But, um, yeah, Devin Bush, 15 tackles. That would be great. Um, let's see. Let's keep going. Uh, these, this, this, um, Here we go. Bad coming through yep. saying screenshots, screenshots take. That's It'd be what we fun know. to see if anybody hits on it. It'd be really yeah. This would be great. We're gonna speak. if we do. If Brian saves it and gets us the information, you will get the special shout out on the first stat geek following the Steelers Week One game. Yep. Um, well, with that being on a Monday, that might be one of those nights where, where the where the um the Hangover and Stat Geek run on the same night because we gotta we always gotta make adjustments on Monday night games. Um. <laughs> did you see that one? Yeah, I did. And I responded. Yeah. Th- that was me responding below. Not bad. Oh, oh, I missed it. I didn't. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Sounds like uh you and Thaddeus might be taking a bit of a fishing trip. That's pretty cool. Um, I'm I'm I don't know if I'm catching up or not. Do we have any those were great, those were fun. Those were we could go fantastic. for so long. Um, that, that might have been one of the most fun things we've done on here for a while. Uh, that was pretty good. Do you have any other questions? I just threw it out there. Um, so it'll be, Russ brought this up. I'm trying to make sure I get it. He's like, he's hoping that they move Edmonds to like a Mac linebacker and let Minka roam like Troy. That's not really, I mean, Minka might roam like Troy, but he's not really that strong safety type guy. I don't see Minka being that guy that wants to stick his nose in the box all the time. Like there was with Troy. I really feel that they were two different. They're, they're not the same type of safeties. We yeah. make comparisons. Mink is not jumping over guys at the line and scrimmage, chiming up snaps <laughs> yeah. to try to, you know, hit Not that he couldn't. That's just not what I would necessarily say he's 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 called to do. Um, Wes says he's also writing – oh, I missed it. He's also writing down those predictions, okay? Um, this was brought up earlier, and I'm gl- I, I was kind of waiting, and I didn't bring it with his prediction, so he asked it again now. So thank you, Kelvin Colbert. He's like, well, the Steelers think about signing Martavis Bryant, okay? It's funny because he said, well, they think about signing him, and that makes me think of he fakes right. No, 
He fakes left. No. He pretends to fake. He pretends. He to thinks fake. about faking. Thinks about faking. <laughs> he thinks about faking. So, yeah. So think about signing. I think it was Arthur Motes, you know, the former Steelers outside linebacker inside. Well, he was a he could have played either linebacker that had said on a podcast from some of his information that the Steelers at least might have at least inquired about it a little bit. You don't know if that's really true or not. He has not been reinstated. So it, until he's reinstated, there's really nothing to answer the question. And if they do, it's more or less to give the guy a chance, not as much that they would depend on anything for the season, I think. So um, that is had to turn around and ask the question that. Uh, this one? Yeah. He he and I talked about, he this, and I talked about this yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I know he threw it to you. So that's why I said, Dave. If the season is canceled, do the Steelers still have rights to bud in 2021 season, or is he a free agent? That is what we would find out when we finally get everything laid out by the NFL and the NFLPA that they're still negotiating. They're still talking about, you know, um, giving players stipend if games get canceled. So that way they're not, you know, it's not going to be their full salary, but it's just the whole idea of we understand that you still have to live. Things, things of that sort. This is something that needs to be addressed in those negotiations. Do all contracts toll if there's if there's a severely reduced or no season at all? I don't. I mean, this is this is what they have to decide between the two. So that uh, the question is, I don't know personally. Season, I think it would depend on how many games the owner, if the season ends up not happening. I think the owners fight hard to say those contracts. Yeah. We you just will move everything the way it is to 2021. The only thing that changes yep. is man, then you got the draft coming in and, and if there's, you know, how's that going to work? If there's not college football and so, oh, so there you go. Yeah, if you think we're out of this mess, mm-hmm. we're not out of this mess yet. Yeah, there's there's still a I mean there even it's if the NFL moving, season goes on as normal, we're not out of this mess yet. Just because of you know because college, of college football. Yeah, because of college football. It's hard to say a lot of places are talking about can they move college football to the spring to let people start that that's going to affect stuff with the draft. It's it's all what ifs right now. So we could sit here and, and do a whole show on them and only cover half of them. Having worked at the College of William Mary, yeah, aka Coach Tomlin's alma mater, mm-hmm. the they're part of the CAA. Okay, yeah. the CAA has already announced that they have postponed all fall sports. Yeah, uh, they just said, have said postpone. postpone. There are some places I hear that they are looking about possibly starting. I mean, there's even high school. Some places are looking at starting fall sports maybe in in November or December. So right. just pushing back, but not necessarily. There's still a lot but, going on. But we'll see what happens. Um, it's it's a mess. It's yeah. going to be a mess. Yeah. So we'll we'll see how things go. Um, we're focused on the NFL here, so we're going to, and specifically the Steelers. So we're constantly looking for that news about the season coming. Kathy asked a good question. She said he applied. How long does it take to get reinstated? Um, Talk about Bryant. About right? Martavis yeah. Bryant. He had applied before and was not reinstated. I don't know if they announce if he is or isn't, or there just isn't. They just don't say anything. The, honestly, whenever the commissioner feels like it is what it seems like. Um, oh, yeah, because Ryan answered that here in the live chat for them, too. Okay. Okay. Um, Russ was talking about the whole thing of Minka move around. Now, yeah, Minka moving around versus Minka moving around in the same manner as Troy Palomalu and coming up to the line of scrimmage and blitzing the quarterback and things like that. I see Minka moving around more. Well, maybe not if it's a lot of limited in the preseason. It might not. This might not be something that they can work with as much. It might have to be put on hold. But even Minka moving around and not lining up in the same spot all the time. I still don't see it going to the whole Troy Palomalu level. Um, they're just they're just some different styles there. You agreed, Rich? Yeah. It, it, but it's a good question, Russ. It's a great question. It, it is. It, yeah. And it, it's not that Troy was better or Mink is better. Yeah, it's just their style of play is slightly different. Yeah. So um, James Caldwell said, uh, said they still haven't figured out compensation if no season. No, they haven't. Fi- that's one of the things they're working on. 
Um, I mean, at first the players were asking for everyone to still get their full salaries or people that had guaranteed money to get their guaranteed money. That's a really big ask, especially when you have people that can't go to their jobs and they don't get paid for it, you know, across the country. But at the same time, like Lance Williams says, you're not going to get if you don't ask. So I, I think that right. was more of a, of a uh, let's start here and then we'll negotiate down from there. Um, but it looks like players will, I think there's even a chance for some compensation for players if they have to opt out for the season for either themselves or family or medical things with their, with their family, which is a big question. What happens if the Steelers lose a couple free, uh, a couple key players because they feel the need to opt out for the season due to COVID? This is something we could be talking about in two weeks because it looks like the players have until August 1st. If they get everything lined up right, they could move that date depending on the negotiations. You know, people have said, is Russell Wilson going to play because his wife is pregnant? That's he's he mentioned that. Um, all I have to say is I understand if players have to look out for the best interests of their families in this time. Um, but if someone, let's say, for example, pure, pure random example, if it's someone like Bud Dupree, should the Steelers still be on the hook for that one, one year salary cap, you know, not salary cap, um, franchise tag franchise. money towards the salary cap. Um, How's that going to work? This, these are the things that they're working out. Apparently, they're really close on, but we're not going to get the full details un, un, until they figure it out, right? So, um, you, <laughs> um, what about my dilly dilly shirt, Ryan? Yours, I mean, is, always your dilly yours dilly. is always covered up by your banner. Yeah, by your, yeah, yeah. No, it's no, it's because of. It's honestly, it's because I have my computer sitting higher yeah. um, on my desk. I, right. I I have it sitting high. Delay, delay. Yeah. But we both have we have um, we're, we have basically the, the the yin and yang dilly dilly shirts for those of you listening right. to the podcast. Yours is black with gold. Mine is gold with black. So um, um, this is a great question, Reed, and I have the answer to this. The NFL um, PA rep now that uh, Ramon Foster, the big ragu, has retired. Do you know the answer to that, Rich? Oh, I did. Now I forgot. It is one Cameron Hayward. That's right. Yes. He was the alternate before, right. but yeah, he was, he's, he's the rep now from reportedly reportedly. I don't, I didn't see anything official, but I saw a report that it was him. So, um, so yeah, Russ is still talking about the Minka moving around, um, and, and stuff. So, I think we've got to talk about that. And I, I, I would like to see them move them around more. We don't know what – it's funny. Well, I don't know that we'd see what that would look like anyway if there was preseason games. So, Rich, we're about ready to head out. Anything else you have here for the good of the order? For the good of the order? No, other than tomorrow night, Thaddeus and I are going fishing. <laughs> you and Thaddeus yeah. are, are going, going fishing tomorrow. And we I will report next week on – all of the fish we catch. There we go. We, that that will be um, that or will be the report for next week. Yes. Yeah, so, well, first of all, we have to thank you all in the live chat because this this show would not have been the same without you all tonight. We got some great predictions. I see, um, yeah, I can't wait. I can't wait to see if any of those hit. That that could be really fun. I'm still. It depends on how busy I get. But when we get close. We might have to relive these the week before the game if we have these. Yeah, we no. might have to bring these back up, um, whether we do it on the podcast and an article or both. But it's been a lot of been a lot of fun. Make sure you are checking out BehindSteelCurtain.com, your one-stop shop for all things Pittsburgh Steelers. We had 13 articles yesterday. Could have argued that it was 14 because I took one article from earlier in the day and updated it and basically had to rewrite the whole thing and moved it to the end of the day. I should have just done another article. Um, but the but, – why keep the one out there that says one preseason game when it ended up being no preseason games? So make sure you check it in there. Lots of breaking news there. We're getting it out as, as, as fast as we can. Um, and we still got the great other stories and, and things that we're doing mixed in there. I know tomorrow we should be having some predictions of who, if, if it goes down to an 80 man roster, who's going to be cut yeah. and, and things like that. So that'll be coming tomorrow. Make sure you're, you're, <laughs> Like the show, that really helps us when you all like the show. And subscribe to the channel because if you subscribe and you turn on your notifications, you will get that notification right as we go live. If you follow 
BTSC on Twitter, which we have to remind you is BT Steel Curtain, which is or at BT Steel Curtain, which is now on the bottom of the screen for those of you on YouTube. Um, if you do that, then you'll be able to know when the shows are going live because we try to tweet it out there. Make sure you follow Rich. Make sure you follow me. Shouts out to Lance, Bad, Michael Beck, Tony Defio, all these guys with the other podcasts coming at you every day. Rich, want to take us out? Yeah, and as we always like to say as we end our shows, don't forget to, to tune in, tell a friend, and subscribe. Thanks for geeking out with us. Yeah, you got it. Thanks for geeking out with us.